This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is Andre Cook. Coach Cook is the men's head coach at St. Edwards University in Austin. We talked to him today about his journey and how to make the big time where you're at and having a positive perspective on your opportunity to coach. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No, Coach Cook, I, I do uh, appreciate your time. You know, we've been trying to make this happen for a while. Uh, you know, you there at St. Edwards, such a great program. Such a, you know, you're in a great part of Austin as well. I was just out there probably before everything shut down. My sister lives out there. We were hanging out right there on Congress and, you know, having a great old time. But, uh, you know, I really do appreciate you, man. And I know what you've done in the game. I know the impact that you've had in the region. And so just to have you on is, is a real blessing. So thank you. I, I, I appreciate that, Coach. Thanks for having me on. I always look forward to uh, uh, talking basketball, uh, you know, especially about St. Edwards. You're right. We are in a uh, – what a great city we are in the capital of Texas. And uh, I always look forward to talking about St. Edwards and basketball. Yes, sir. So I'm going to ask you, Coach, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? Oh, that is a uh, – that is a great question. I, I, it's one I can actually remember vividly. I was in, I'm from upstate New York, so I'm from Albany, Albany, New York. And I can remember uh, some of my friends went to the Catholic school, I went to the public school, and I remember we were meeting after school like in October, and we were uh, playing wiffle ball or something in the, in, in the yard. Or, uh, and my friends who went to the Catholic school uh, was saying that they had practice that night at the basketball, a tryout. And I said, uh, tryouts for, for St. Basil's. Uh, I said, well, can I, can I go? Can I try out? And I remember they said, yeah, it's just $5. Uh, and so I remember uh, running home, and I, I was raised by my grandparents. And I asked my grandparents if I could have $5 uh, for tryouts. And uh, that literally was in fourth grade of, of uh, my, one of my friend's moms picked me up. I had the five dollars, uh, uh, you know, and, yeah. and went to went to practice at went to try out at St. Basil, uh, and literally, yeah, I can remember that day, and that's the uh, the first time I ever went to practice, uh, and uh, from uh, fourth grade uh, until now, uh, I. I, I I've been going to practice every year. <laughs> right. I have not, not missed a year since, since fourth grade, and that's over, that's well over. Uh, that's almost forty years now. Wow, it, you know what are we creatures of habit, man? So yeah. Oh man, oh man, and so that you know, I, I can I remember it's, it was you know it's October in, in upstate New York. It's it's chilly outside, and we're outside. I'm like. And they're like, hey, one of the parents I said, hey, you got to come in. We got, you guys got tryouts for that. I'm like, tryouts? Like, what? Yeah. And, uh, and and I remember my, my first coach is uh, Orlando DeBacco, one of my all-time all-time favorites, uh, all-time favorite people that 
coach. He was my first basketball coach. Wow. You know, those are great memories, Coach, because, you know, growing up, I had similar memories in that. Uh, my memories of, of childhood, CYO, uh, basketball was yeah, always the, the CYO, yeah. yeah. The cold weather, the cold gyms, because most of those Catholic churches did not <laughs> yeah. have a heater. And so, they were shut down after yeah. school. Yeah. yeah, so it was freezing cold in those gyms. And yeah, yeah, I remember that real, real well. So yeah, you, you, you kind of, I went, I went back in time with you there, coach. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's so great. Some great times. Yeah. Some great times. So, coach, uh, what was your experience like as a player kind of going through high school and all that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, so we played it, like you said, in the CYO, uh, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Uh, and then, so uh, the, the high school coach, his name is George Mardigan, who I'm still very close to. He's the all time winningest basketball coach in, in Albany, New York uh, uh, history, Section 2, it's called. Wow. Uh, and great coach, tough guy. So I knew him uh, just, you know, he's the coach. So clinics and things like that. Uh, so he knew I, as I started to get better in basketball. So here I go from CYO in eighth grade. And now I go to the high school and now all my buddies are obviously freshmen. And so they are playing on the freshman team and I get moved up to the JV team. Nice. I make the JV team. Nice. So, uh, so I literally coach play one game in JV. I scored 31 points Whoa. and I moved up. To, I moved up to varsity the, wow. next, the next day. Yeah. So I played, I, I went literally from CYO basketball to varsity basketball. Uh, you know, it, 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 it would probably be, it, it would probably be the equivalent of like a, um, uh, here in Texas, like a four A yeah, high yeah, school, yeah. you know, so not the biggest six, a five, a, um, but a decent sized uh, uh, school, and uh, so now I went from playing, uh, uh, you know, uh, with all my buddies. Now I'm playing with juniors and seniors in high school when wow. I was just 14 years old. You know, wow, you know, and uh, that's awesome. Didn't play, yeah, didn't play much uh, as a freshman, but you know, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Uh, you know, my I started and had a pretty good high school career. That's great, coach. Uh, that jump in that jump in the talent oh. right there is crazy, man. Because you know, yeah. it's uh, I kind of experienced the same thing. I went, I, I started high school at 13. Uh, went, and where are you from, coach? Where are you San, originally? San Antonio, from? baby, born and raised. So you're okay, yeah, got you. born and raised. And so I went from this 13 year old freshman, started as a 13 year old freshman, wow. playing on the freshman team. I was 14 years old as a sophomore, starting on varsity football. Wow, that you was, were young. Yeah, that wow. was a whole nother world to me, man. So yeah, I, I can I can completely sympathize with that. And yes. yeah, you kind of just go for it though. You just kind of like it was hard. Go for what you know. Have fun. Um, yeah. You know the game's going to be faster than what you realize, but then it slows down. And I think that's what well, all players experience at at every level. No doubt. And I will say that my my saving grace, and I mentioned to you already, like Mister Debaco. Uh, Orlando Tobacco was my first coach and I loved him and he was just would open the gym and when we were kids and we, we would just he taught us all the fundamentals and just it was was fantastic. So when I became when I was a freshman on the varsity, Orlando Tobacco's son, Junior, Orlando Tobacco Junior was a senior 
star point guard on the team. Yeah. So Mr. Nabaco said to his son, make sure you take care of Andre. And he is currently, Orlando Nabaco Jr. is currently the head coach at our high school. Wow. So That's nice. Yeah. And he I'm, was always forever indebted to both of them. Uh, and Orlando Jr. Uh, was the star. I mean, the point guard, handsome, and all of the, you know. He was and, that guy. He was that guy. Yeah, he, he was that guy. And the fact that he would put his arm around me helped me so much. Wow. You know, being a 14-year-old and not with my buddies and now hanging with 17 and 18-year-olds. Uh, and, and the fact that Orlando Jr., the star, would make, you know, would constantly check in on me to make sure I was all right. Nice. Uh, man, oh man, I, I'll never forget that. Uh, and he's done a great job at our alma mater. He's won a state championship. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool circular story, you know? Yeah, no, that's great because then that's uh, the, the the tradition continues. And I think that's what yes, uh, absolutely. You know, his, he's living out maybe his own legacy, but his dad's as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's great, great family. Yeah, great stuff, man. So wow. so, coach, you know, after your playing days and, and in school and everything, who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession? Well, so uh, so now high school's done, and now it's about uh, going to college. You know, what college I'm going to go to, and uh, I got recruited uh, by uh, Holy Cross and Colgate. Yeah, and uh, visited both those schools, and um, both of them. George Blaney was the coach at Holy Cross, yeah. and uh, uh, and I rem- and I remember Jack Bruin, the late great Jack Bruin, uh, and I remember when uh, visiting the schools, and they both told me they signed somebody better. Wow! And yeah, and that was a hard hit. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, and my grandfather was. Um, you know, the time was, you know, he was old school and he was about academics and he was like, uh, you're going to go uh, to the best academic school. Yeah. And back then there wasn't a ton of in our area of, of, uh, uh, of great division two academic schools. So he's like, you're going to go to division three. And you, and wow. I went and played at uh, Skidmore college in, in Saratoga Springs, which is known for kind of horse racing and, had a great career, four years Division three, scored over a thousand points, and had a ton of fun, and and, and just uh, got to see some great schools and play Williams and Amherst and Golden and Bates and Trinity and Middlebury, some great academic schools in the Northeast. Uh, and then it was about grad school, and uh, I went to Union College, which is kind of our rival, and that's how I got started in the coaching as a grad assistant uh, at, at Union College. Uh, at 23, 20, 22 to 24. Uh, and then that's what I thought I wanted to do. Coach, I wanted to stay in, uh, I want to stay in college coaching, but I also, uh, you know, had a lot of, had a lot of student loan debt. I had to yeah. pay off. Uh, yeah. yeah and you get paid. I had, I had to get much. My grandfather said, he goes, yeah. Hey, you've got this degree. You're certified to be a public school teacher. Why don't you apply to any of these jobs? You're just getting some some like ops and part time type college coaching jobs, uh, and I did. And I said I'm going to go uh, at 24. I got a varsity job. Uh, you know, turn over this pro- turn around this program, Hudson Falls High School, that had 
15 straight losing seasons. Wow. Uh, and I was 24. I'm like, I'm going to do this for four years and I'm going to get back into college. Yeah. So, and I did. And we won four years, went hard, won the, won the championship for the first time in school history. Wow. Played in the sectional fight. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Jeez. And then uh, I, you know, I was going through that. My plan was to be, all right, now you're 28 years old, get back into college. Well, the, 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 the principal said, why don't you take some administrative classes? Uh, so I did, and within, I finished some administrative classes. So at 29 years old, I then became the assistant principal. There you go. The school. There you go. Now the principal becomes the superintendent. Uh-oh. So basically, a six month. I'm the interim principal. I'm not even thirty. I'm not even thirty years old. Wow. And I went. How did that move so fast? Yeah. And they offered me the principal's job, uh, full time, and said you can't coach anymore. Oh, so uh, that moves so fast. From I'm going to get out in four years till now it's year six seven. Uh, and, and I'm making a lot of money for my age uh, at the time, but my clearly was uh, the career was drifting from what I really wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, you know um, that's 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 amazing, Coach. You're saying I, I, I interviewed a coach yesterday, and he kind of had the same kind of background. He's like, I did, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was making great money, yeah. but I wasn't doing yes. exactly what I had planned like yeah. you said and uh i i think that's it's amazing when you can kind of you make that decision and say hey this is i got to follow my passion it, it was a tough decision because now you know I, I, i'm now i'm eight years i went back and became the assistant principal because I, I still wanted to coach so now i'm eight years in and a great friend of mine his name is drew maritello and he's the athletic director at boston university uh We've been friends since my our, my grad school days, so long time friend. He's the athletic director of a community college, junior college, basically right in my hometown of Albany. Wow! And he says, uh, uh, "I knew he had a job opening, but that job was part time." Yeah. And so he calls me up, and I know he's interviewing for the job, and he says. Uh, I want to interview one more person for the job. I'm like, who's that girl? He's like, you. I'm like, that's a part-time job. Like, actually, I'm, 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 he goes, I think I can make it full-time. Wow. He goes, would you be interested? So I said, yes. Uh, you know, and I, I, I had to talk to my wife because I probably took a $35,000 pay cut Jeez. At, at 30 years old. Wow. You know, we just had a, we had our first child. Yeah. You know, yeah. so <laughs> I give her, I give her, my wife takes me a ton of credit for, all right, I believe in you. And we took a, uh, we went, we, I became a junior college head coach, uh, that right around 31, uh, back down, uh, at Hudson Valley Community College back down in Albany. Yeah. You know, shout out to Stacy for, 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 for agreeing with you, man, because yes, yes. You, you, you take <laughs> Thirty-five thousand is it something to just kind of scoff at? You know, you you, you really got to have buy-in, as they say. And yeah. uh, wow, man, uh, you, that's especially a- when you have a baby. Like he literally, I believe, was a was a baby. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, he took a chance, and and then that 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 was 
uh, you know, uh, 16 years ago yeah. uh, of how I started as a, my first job as a college head coach. Wow. College head coach. That's big time, man. Big time yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. And and, yeah. and what you're saying, coach, is, is the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is because yes. the, the, uh, the paths are all different. The journeys are all different. Uh, but, you know, the moral of the story is, Follow your passion. Follow, you know, those those type of things. And if you're good at it, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, you're 100 percent right. Like I was, and I love the people at Hudson Falls. It'll never be a knock on any any of them. But I was waking up and just, you know, every Sunday I was getting that sick feeling in my stomach of heading back to the job of being an assistant principal and and dealing with things. I'm like, this is not. How did I get off path here? Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, the money was great. You know, like and and to be at that age and to be making the money I was and to be asked at that age to be a principal of a of a high school. Uh, you know, a lot of people have confidence. I have many relationships back there that I still have, but this wasn't. I, I wouldn't didn't want to go to path of principal superintendent. That wasn't what I set out uh, on this uh, to do. So, you know, as you know, Coach, I'm sure you have to say, how many times, in, there's certain times in life you have to say, I'm betting on myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, you've done it, I'm sure. And a lot of the coaches you talk about, I'm sure have done it. Now, you need a support system that is with you, your wife, your children, whoever that is, that says, I believe in you, let's do it. And, yeah. uh, and, and that, that was the first time that we said, we're gonna. I'm gonna bet on myself, Stacy. I need you with me. Uh, and and we went to. Uh, uh, we took a junior college job uh, uh, back down in uh, basically right outside my hometown of Albany. So uh, it was scary uh, <laughs> to do that, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, but it, it it it's been unbelievable. It was. Uh, you know, we had a great five year run there. Uh, you know, in the last two years, I think we were. 62 and 5. Whoa. Man, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> we had some good players. It was, wow. a great, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of wow. fun. Wow. So, Coach, you're saying, you know, proximity, right, to where you were from, that's yeah. great. Uh, but then you're talking about a point of entry. Uh, that's also very important. And I think coaches out there listening, sometimes you think, oh, man, I don't – my first job can't be at a JUCO. I mean, I'll, right. you know, yada, 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 right? Uh, but, man – you get in where you fit in, or you ain't gonna fit in. I put it that way, right? You know, and you it, you can't be too yes. proud. No, and how do you? I would say to people like, how do you make that job your Kentucky? Yeah, right. Yeah. Whether it's at your school, whether it's at my school, uh, you know, like if you're taking a job, and this I tell any young, if you're taking a job to try to get the next job. <laughs> Then you're not going to be at that job very long because no. if you you know everyone is trying to win, in particularly in basketball, men's basketball, high school boys, everyone that's is trying to win. So if you're saying like I'm going to take this job because it's going to help me get the next job, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so when you get to that job, how do you make it your Kentucky? You yeah. know where. I'm going to make this job the, the, the best that I can. Uh, and, uh, and I think people will be, 
they'll do a great job there. And then the opportunities will come. Yeah. Right. Whether it's at Sunny Brook or St. Ed's or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just think like, then people will say that the coach is doing a great job there and they're noticing it. And if there's a, if there's an opportunity to move up, uh, then it'll come. But if you're, if you're thinking you're going to just bounce from one to the next, uh, and use a job as a springboard, uh, you, you, if you don't have two feet in, you're going to lose, not do a great job, uh, and, you, and you're going to get fired. The season is way too long to look ahead. Is oh man, it's a it's a beast, and for you to think yeah. that, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here for this amount of time, and then I'm gonna go ahead and springboard stepping. I mean, obviously, there's stepping stones in life and in career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to, yeah. To, yeah, to be sure, there is. But at the same time, it's like if you get too far ahead of yourself, you're really gonna yeah. miss the opportunity. So stay in the moment, be where your feet are yeah. at, uh, make the big time where you're at. It's like what you're saying. And so I think yeah. that's really important for coaches because you lose authenticity when you kind of forsake right. where you're at and the it, kids will smell it. Yeah. So 100% the kids will, you know, you've been around kids your whole life. They, they will, uh, they will sniff out a fraud in a New York minute. Heck yeah. And if they think that you're trying to use them to get somewhere else. Uh, I mean, you see it, you know, we were just talking before we got on air about, you know, the final four and, and, and things like that. I've been to several final fours, and how many times are you talking to somebody and they're looking over your shoulder to see yeah. if there's a better coach, a bigger, yeah. higher level coach, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, that's not, that's, that's not, that's not who I am, you know? Yeah, I know, coach. You're saying a lot because you've had a lot of success now at the Division two level, ton of success, coach of the year, exactly. all that good stuff. And it would be easy for people to perceive you as thinking, well, okay. Is waiting for a D one to give me a call. Right. Then, then that's not to say that you wouldn't no. you wouldn't consider. No. However, Absolutely. that's not Absolutely. your focus. Yeah, that's not your focus. And obviously, your team's your focus. That's why you all have so much success. That's why you're I, nationally I, ranked this year. I mean, all those things come out of just being focused on where you're at and being where your feet are. So, I yeah. appreciate that, and I know. Thank you. And and I also know that you know if I walked out the door at St. Ed. There would be, there, there'd be hundreds of people yeah. that would die for my job. Yeah. I, I know. Many tell me. They might see my application, Coach. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they don't know that. Like, yeah. People say, like, you know, and I know that. Like, yeah. I know, like, you know, oh, man, so man, I don't want to sound cliche, or, but so many great names that, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier. I mean, what a great – uh, small private liberal arts university in the capital of Texas. What a great spot. Uh, you spot. Know, uh, yeah. And, and like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm living in, in, in Austin. My kids are happy. My wife's happy. I look forward to going to work. We got great kids. Like, uh, man, oh man, like that's people would die to have uh, my job. And I do. And I, and I hope that I express that daily that I'm uh, lucky to have the job that I have and, and the people that I work with. So, yeah. uh, and I think, I think the players, like you, like we talked about, they go in there, they sense like, man, what is, we should be lucky that we're, we get to play at St. Edwards in a great competitive conference. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we get to play in meaningful games uh, in the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16, conference tournament championships. Oh, man, oh, man, what, it, it, I'm not what a great spot. So I don't, I try not to even 
24 years in as a head coach, 16 years in as a college coach, I really try to not take that for granted. Yeah, no. And it, it, those things show, Coach. I mean, and, I, and like we said before, there is a way that when you conduct yourself professionally, personally, interrelationally with your players and, your, and within your program, that's how success shows up. It doesn't show up solely because of your great players because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of programs that have great players and don't have a lot of success. Uh, however, you know, when you put all that together, it makes for a good uh, concoction and, and really just, you know, shows itself. You know, proof is in the pudding, yeah. as they say, and you can't argue yeah. with the results. You cannot. It, 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 we've, had, we've had a good run, like you said, and there's a lot of layers, a lot of factors that go into that. You know, uh, as, as you know, you better have administrative support. You better have good players. You better have assistant coaches and, and staff that work hard. You, you know, there's a lot of, of, uh, of things that have to be in line, uh, you know, to, to, to be doing 57 games the last two years, you know? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that you, you, these numbers you're throwing out coach are on God. I'm like 65 <laughs> and five. That's so, unreal. But no, coach, here again, that it's a testament to what you're doing and in your program. And like you said, even your AD, your president, everybody, and yes, yes. all, all stakeholders, man. That's uh, that's good. And they have to be. Yeah, they, it's awesome, man. So I would ask you, Coach, because we're talking about young people all the time in our profession, yeah. and, and because that's we're we're in the people business, in the young people yes, business, are. to be sure. And so, what excites you about working with young people? Man, oh man, even just when I say to you, twenty-four years. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, as a head coach, yeah. I never, I, you know, I mean, I literally today got a text message from one of my players from uh, uh, 14 years ago, one of my first teams at junior college, uh, you know, and that was at his wedding. Uh, he's got children and, and people checking in with all the stuff going on in, in, in the world right now. Uh, I just, we love like that 18 to 22 is such a pivotal time in people's lives, you know, like, yeah. you know, you see it and you see a different time frame, uh, and you're good that 14 to 18, which is very important. Yeah. But now you add to, uh, they're on their own, they're leaving home and that young adult trying to transition to, to lead the, to, to move out into the next phase of life. And I take that as a, uh, very seriously in local parentis, they always tell them in place of the parent. And I'm try- not trying to be their parent because they have parents. But during those four years, like I really try to treat those those kids as if they're my own. Like, and, and I have kids on my you know, on my current team from uh, Brazil, from Denmark, from Australia, from New Zealand. I mean, imagine these guys coming to me as eighteen year old eighteen year old kids. And their parents are sending them off to me. A kid from Perth, Australia, that is just, you know, 10,000 miles away. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have to, to love them, care for them, uh, and treat them properly and just seeing them grow and leave us. Man, oh, man, it's just, uh, you know, uh, I get older, but I'm still working with 18 to 22 year olds, and that keeps me young. Yeah. Uh, and, but you have to, you know, you know, you have to adapt. 
you know, it's not like when I when I first I can remember the day November eleventh, nineteen ninety six, walking from my classroom to my first practice that I was conducting. Conducting that practice in nineteen ninety six is a lot different than conducting practices in twenty twenty. You sure, know, and if, sure. and if you think that you're gonna coach them the same we say, I tell my staff all the time, we adapt to that. Yeah. So we're not yeah. going to adapt and roll with the changes. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't keep your core beliefs. But if you think you're just going to run, uh, go to practice and run it like uh, uh, the Gestapo, and that kids aren't, that, that's not, that may have been how we were coached uh, with that with that iron fist. Uh, you can have an iron fist, but you better also uh, uh, sit down, show them that you love them. Uh, and care about them, and, and not just because they can make a jump shot or, uh, you know, uh, thread the needle in a backdoor path. Yeah. You better show me you love them because of of uh, all the other things that make make them up. Uh, and, and that part uh, is, is time you have to invest, but I, but, but I love it. And I think that helps you. you. You see so many coaches that sometimes are so worried about, are they running the, you know, the, the pistols, the double drags, the zippers, yeah, yeah, yeah. the floppies, the slice cuts. And okay, that's all well and good. But if you can't if you can't lead people, if you can't have that relationship and that kid's looking you're looking each other in the eye and there's love and affection and affinity for each other, it don't matter what you're teaching. Yeah. It doesn't matter you that you have the best press in the world. Uh, if you can't get those those kids to follow you and know that you're in it together. And I think so many young coaches are constantly, and it's great, there's so much material out there uh, to get of of offenses and, and, and all this different stuff and the defenses and all. Can you lead people? Can you have that connection? Can you do, do those players know that you love them and care about them as people and their lives? Because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter about your double drag or your pistol or any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. Wow. Preach. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's huge, man, because uh, so many times, I mean, obviously there's the time and the place for the iron fist, like you said, for yes. transactional type things. But if we're not taking overall and at the heart of the matter, a transformational approach to this, uh, especially if you're thinking four years, then every, you know, you're going to lose them. At some point, yes. you're going to lose them either mentally yes. or they're going to jump in a portal somewhere. <laughs> yes. And you won't find out until they're already somewhere else. You I mean, got you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely yeah. right. And those are the things that I think, honestly, Coach, uh, I'm hearing more and more from coaches, and I'm glad I'm hearing it from them because, I, you know, the, the old school mentality was great. It helped me to become yes. who I am, yes. helped you to become who you are. However, 100%. where we're not that you know we're not in Kansas anymore so to speak we're in yeah. we're in a place where kids are super uh thoughtful and emotional uh into yeah. whatever to whatever detriment or help that is for them I don't know but we right. gotta, we got to meet them where they're at or like you said adjust or yeah. die and so you that, have to, you have to you know and I think the 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 coaches that are saying you know oh, these damn kids are not like they used to and these kids these kids that the ones that are doing that, they 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 will turn you off. Yeah. They don't. These are the times that we're in. Yeah. These are the kids that we're getting. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we, we're, if we're going to say, you know, they don't care about my playing days uh, from the 90s and how we used to do it back then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, we've got to get, we've got to get a, a, you know, they need to know that I care about them. And then down the line, they laugh at, you know, my stories from playing in the 90s and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I mean, it is, I, I think when, when I hear coaches say, kids these days, like, well, hey, guess what? That's that's who we're coaching, uh, and we need to adjust and, and, and adapt to them. And that's who's helping to put food on your table, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, perspective, yes. perspective, especially with this whole thing going on. It's like without the kids, we don't have jobs. Uh, we don't have jobs. We, we have all this great knowledge, and, you know, right. we've got the pistol, and we've got everything else. Yes. But, yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. It comes down to, Coach, like I've heard before, they don't, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and so that's, that's really key. As cliche as that is, it's the truth. Yeah, and, it is. You know, uh, and you know, uh, when you have someone in your office, rarely, rarely I mean, is the talk uh, just about basketball. Yeah, you know? for sure. It, it's about how's your family, how's your mom doing, how, what's going on in school, uh, you know, what's your struggles going on in, in uh, your uh, friendships, your relationships. You know, th- those are, you know, the, 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 the basketball critiquing is so limited now, you know I mean? Compared yeah. to everything else. And yeah. I, I just think if, you, if you're not, uh, if you're not uh, in tune with that, uh, you're going to struggle. I mean, you know, and I'm not, uh, I'm not saying I'm perfect or great, but I, I think we, I think there's a lot of young coaches that make mistakes that they want to acquire so much knowledge and say that they know all of these different, you know, offenses and all these different defenses and love to say all these cool names that they have for, for these cuts and offenses and, yeah. and, and angles and, and how they're doing this. Man, oh man, in the end, can you get in front of people, young people, 18 to 22 year olds. And will they follow you? Will they yeah. say, I'm going to go to battle with this man right here. Yeah. And if, if they aren't saying that, if they don't feel that, or don't believe that, don't feel like there's a, a connectedness with, with each other. It don't, coach, it don't matter. It yeah. does not matter what, what you're, you can give the greatest clinic on, on, uh, you know, your how you your how you play uh, ball your ball screen continuity, that don't matter yeah. if you can't connect with the player. Yeah. No, I think you're talking about almost working backwards in a sense, like the basketball yes. the basketball will come. Like, yes. like don't worry, it's gonna come. But yes. if you do not build that relationship, they're not gonna be right. one to learn. Like you can say that you want a kid with a high EQ, well then you better have a high EQ. And, yes. you know, otherwise just write it in. Agreed. Yeah, no, good stuff, Coach. I'm glad I'm glad we really made an emphasis on that because that is so important to me. That's kind of how I started, you know, coaching in the first place. Yeah. Was, it, was, it was about relationships. Then it yeah. was about the game. I mean, the game is the game is the game. Uh, right. We all steal from each other. We all you uh, know, yeah. take, take from somebody. But it's hard to take necessarily how to deal with that individual player that you need to build, be building with relationally from another, yeah. from a clinic. You can't take that from, a nope. clinic. you can't even take you that can't. from what we're saying as well. You have to know that person yourself. 
before you yeah. make an impact. So and, that, and that takes time. That, yeah. That, yeah. that takes time. And I also would say, like, like feel comfortable. You don't need to know everything. Right. Yeah. You you know, like yeah. I'm telling you, if you watch St. Ed's play next year, the the sixteen other coaches in the league already know ninety percent of the stuff that we're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've, I've, I mean, heard, I've heard it from some of them, and they think, how, yeah. we, how come we can't stop him? Right. Yeah. This is yeah. we know we know. Yeah. This is we are we are we know what we're this is how we're going to guard ball screens. This is what we're going to do, and you change things up, you know. But I think like everyone wants to, you know, out wants to spout out that they know so much, you know, and I, I, and I just sit back and like, I, that's great. You can give a great clinic and, and, you know, I just, can you coach? Yeah. That to me is, there are two different things, a clinician and a coach, are two different things. Yeah. You know, I, I always maintain this and I heard it years ago, uh, from my pastor of all people, right. And yeah. applying this to coaching, he said, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't apply that knowledge, which is, which is wisdom at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like you need wisdom. And I think that's yeah. what, uh, coaches, we, all that knowledge, the application of it is wisdom, be a wise coach, be an understanding coach, be a, um, relational coach, those things. And I think it's exactly what we're talking yeah. about. And like you said, we don't know it all. Nobody likes the guy that knows knows it all, anyways. No, so, don't, no. so definitely don't front like you do, because then we'll all walk away. Uh, I mean, one hundred percent. And kids appreciate when you when they ask a question, you say, "I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out. Vulnerability. I'll, yeah. 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 I, you know, I stand in front of them. I, don't, I you know, I think that that truth uh, is important. I don't. I don't know everything. My assistant Trey Lindsay's great. He doesn't know everything, but we'll. Yeah. We'll try to find out, and, and I think that uh, we're in this together, you know. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, I used to get more stressed out when I first started coaching. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you're 24 years old, I got I, I want everyone to know that I can coach and I got to yeah. win. And, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, as you get older, you know, your perspective changes. Yeah, no, you realize what's most important. So, Coach, yeah. on that, on that, I really kind of want to talk about this whole crisis and all that. How are you processing yeah. all this stuff right now? It is uh, uh, it's unbelievable times, you know, that, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I mean, what was it um, literally a month ago, less than a month ago, we were on the bus wow. heading towards uh, uh, Amarillo for the South Central Regional. We are a two-seed. Uh, and ready to roll uh, uh, to play on that Saturday. Uh, you know, lost in the, in the Lone Star Championship to West Texas, and that's where we're headed now to go play as they were hosting. Uh, and in, in a tweet, when we got to Lubbock, that everything was canceled, and we literally turned around seven hours in. From that moment to where we are right now, life has changed. Wow. It's it is just from that tweet to turning around, uh, life has just changed. And uh, from uh, and from kids now off campus, going home, online classes, finishing the semester, social distancing, my own children are home, 
uh, we're working from home and trying to figure out this new normal that is right now and what is normal going to look like going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I swear to God, Coach, I don't know if I heard of Zoom a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and currently I can't. I, 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 I'm, I'm Zoom meetings every day, yeah. individuals with the guys, things like that. And, uh, you know, my, most of my family is in New York. Uh, so obviously I worry about them. Uh, so I'm constantly in communication with them, checking in on them. Uh, but they're, they're trying times. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I mean, we're uh, staying safe, healthy. Uh, yeah. The only thing we're dealing with, and I've told a lot of coaches when they've asked me, we're just dealing yep. with the homework assignments. And then, of course, yes. Disney plus overload, man. Too much. Oh, Disney overload. <laughs> so, 100%. I mean, so I think. Same household. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the reality is we're, we're trying to keep it, the routine in place for them. And right. with that, there's still a sense of normalcy. Now, they're outside on their bikes and playing with their friends more than ever, which is great. Right. And uh, getting some fresh air and mixing it up. And so right. there has been advantages and, and positives to it. However, I'm ready to get back to going to work to the degree that I can see my players, see my the student body, see my coworkers, yeah. and just have her get yeah. a sense of normalcy because that's tough. That is really tough for I think a lot of coaches are dealing with the routine issue. And uh, from, from what I've heard is just I got to, you know, I was used to going to the gym every day. Now I'm like literally to go work out for myself. And it's like, man, I can't go. And I'm like, I got to, no. I got to do this at home then. I got to figure out. A, and so you, you, uh, innovation, innovation and yep. creativity, uh, are all going to be, are the order of the day when it comes to getting things done. So yeah, I appreciate and, you asking and, me. No. And I'm glad that things are, things are, uh, are going well for you. And, and, and again, it goes back to that perspective of, of, you know, you, you talk about, you got your family, same with me, we're doing homework and Disney plus and trying to get them on their bikes and, and things like that. And, you know, we have, it, we have it pretty good. Right. And, yeah. and you feel for, you know, the, the, the restaurant workers, for the, sure. you, you know, the people that work that cut hair, uh, you, you know, the, the, the people that work on, campus and maintenance and all these other jobs that I know I'm missing that, that, that are lives, restaurant owners and, uh, you know, people that, uh, that work at, you know, movie theaters, all these jobs, uh, that are now, uh, shut down yeah. and, and people are waking up every day in, are not even, not even waking up because they're not sleeping. They're just, scared of what, uh, uh, how they're going to try to figure out how to get the next meal, uh, how to get, uh, uh, how are they going to pay for this? And, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, we're, we're lucky, you know, uh, that, you know, and I appreciate St. Edwards university again, um, for that. There are so many people out there that are, uh, uh lost jobs and just trying to figure out how to get dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, and, and my heart aches uh, for them. Uh, and, and I, again, perspective of knowing, like, I, I we're lucky. I'm, my, my assistant coach and I, we still have jobs. We get to Zoom with our players. We're, you know, we're talking to them. We're trying to navigate through this. Uh, but I know there's, there's lost lives, people that are just 
lives have been turned uh, upside down over this, and it's 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 so sad and something that uh, we have not seen in our lifetime. Never, and I think that's uh, where we need to all kind of come to the conclusion of uh, we need to have more gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, like my buddy Ryan Silver says, an attitude of gratitude, and then overall, Coach, uh, just empathy, empathy and even sympathy at some point. Uh, where yeah. we look at our fellow man and say, they probably, what if they don't have it the way I do? And right. how can I make things better if I can? What could I control to help them? And uh, those type of things uh, mean everything right now at this time. And so I would ask you, yeah. Coach, along those lines, what matters the most to you in times like this? Uh, I think it's a, it's a great great question uh i think it's something that you're uh you know it, you know it, I, i'm sure you traveled i've been fortunate to travel uh lots of places throughout the world and our country like you know in particular in the united states we are so go 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 what's the next thing we got to get better today we got to get better and so we got to move on to the next on to the next and fast 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 and 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 uh and if anything, this has made you take pause uh, and, and sit back. And when you can't leave the house, really, other than getting some fresh air, uh, and you sit back and you realize, like, man, I, I, I got a healthy family, got supportive wife, and my children are, are, are happy and healthy. Uh, and, and you, kind of, you never, don't really get to think of that your mind doesn't get a chance to slow down really yeah. because we're always on to the next coaches job. Uh, Americans in general are on to the next, the next goal. We got to get better. Let's wake up and get better today. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that we've been able to take, sit back and just take a pause and say, man, I'm, I'm like, like we just talked about, I'm, I'm unbelievably lucky uh, uh, and blessed to have the situation I have and have my healthy wife and children uh, and, 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 and the situation that we have, uh, and, 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 and I've been really been thinking about this a lot and I'm sure you have, like, I, I, I really hope that on the, on the other side of this, I'm a better person Yeah, and yeah. not just, not just for a little bit, not just, uh, not just for, you know, uh, okay, we're back. And I hope that for the long term, that I, I, I'm a better person on the, on the other side of this and more appreciative and, and try to slow down a little bit uh, and just maybe just smell the roses and understand what I've got and, and try to be a better person, you know, and maybe something positive can come out of this. I mean, don't you think that way, right? Don't yeah. you think a little yeah. bit of that? You know, I, the, what I think, Coach, is that it's just not one of these, uh, it's just a quick scare, a, a flash in time that just, causes behavior modification that it truly is a transformation from the inside out uh, that takes right. place. Cause I think that's here again, if we're into these transformational relationships then when it comes to self care and thoughtfulness and mindfulness, uh, we have to be uh, kind of in the same order with ourselves is like, I need to transform who I am. Like you said about adapting, we have to adapt as individuals as well. And we have to grow and develop and learn Otherwise, yeah. if I'm the same guy that I was five years ago, it, mentally, emotionally, all that, man, I've got a lot, man, 
Oh, yeah. my, my poor yeah. wife and kids. I mean, yes. who wants to stay yeah. the same? Like, we don't want that. And no. so I said, I, I don't, I don't believe in behavior modification because that just, that's temporary. Uh, I, I'm really looking for something transformational that says, hey, I'm learning through this. I mean, I've been through a lot in life and the things that I've gone through in life, when I've had to really come face to face with myself and look in the mirror, I said, and what did you learn? Who are you now? Right. How has this changed you? For the better, for the worse? If it's for the worst, we need to get back on track to get into the better. So yeah, no, nah, man, it, it, it's, 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 it's a huge point of emphasis for every coach out there, for every leader and for every yeah, mentor. So, so huge. So coach, no, nah, man, I, I here again, this is good stuff, man. And, and I hope everybody listening is just really uh, keen in on where they're at and self-reflection, man. Just kind of looking at themselves and, and really, you have time. Believe me, you have time. You can do it. And so, yes. so oh. yeah, go ahead, coach. Well, as I say, what, and what are we going to be on that, on the other side of this? Yeah. We're going to come out of this. Like none of us knows the answer, right? We're, we're going to come out of COVID-19. Uh, and, and our normal is going to be different, for right? Sure, for sure. It's, it's a, our normal is it, it, going to be a new normal. Yeah. But what are what, when we get back out of this? Are we? Is it just going to be a short fix? And then we, you know, six months later we go back to our normal lives, and or are we going to get out of this and realize when you see tens and thousands of deaths, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of cases, lives everywhere affected, people lost their jobs, people lost their businesses. Are we going to come back out of this and be? more appreciative, a better person, more helpful. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I can only control Andre Cook. I, I'm, I'm going to try uh, that when Andre Cook comes out of this and we emerge from, from the darkness and back into the light, uh, that I, I, I hope Andre Cook's a better version of himself. I believe so, Coach. I think we will. I mean, that's not just the positivity in me that flows all the time, but I really do believe it. I think from what I'm seeing from other people that I'm, I've interacted with over the phone or seen here and there, the grocery store, uh, yeah. I think people are really now uh, conscious and more self-aware than ever. And I think that's yeah. all you can ask for from your fellow man is just to be aware of who they are, what they're doing, and how life is really uh, folding out for them. But I'll tell you one thing, Coach, kind of on a side note, not so serious, I sure hope they get South by Southwest back up and running because, man, that was tough. You know, they're, they're in Austin, man. That was real. Yes. You know, I was I was geared up, ready to go. My sister's living there now. I had a place to stay. I was like, yes. Now, then all that falls apart. But, yeah, something so Let me tell you, good. Mayor Adler is looking like a, a hero oh, yeah. for canceling it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? I mean, think about all the people from more. I mean, yeah. Mayor Adler looks like a hero uh, that he canceled that. Uh, otherwise, we'd probably be looking like a New Orleans situation. They they kept Mardi Gras everywhere. Yeah. yeah, no, you was, know that was nuts. How, yeah, that was true leadership right there by Adler. And hopefully, you know, again, what's our new normal? Is ACL and South by Southwest? Is, yeah. is that is that are they ever coming back? Yeah, big festivals. Stream. Uh, is that is that ever? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That is, is a, that ever coming back? Yeah, no, it's a small little thing in the big scope of everything. However, yeah. something to consider, especially ball games, like, or yes. does everybody have to sit six feet apart in your, in your right. arena? What does that look yeah. like? Yeah. What does that look like? Super, super yeah. interesting. You know, lots of, you know, or, or, you know, as, as are we, you know, um, is more testing or are you going to have to 
show that you had, uh, you know, your test came back negative to enter a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Is there something we care? I, you know, that is, uh, that's going to be, uh, what does the new normal look like when, uh, if basketball does resume, is, is kids getting their temperatures checked every day? Yeah. Uh, High fives, all of them. Yeah, yeah, right. Something 100%. Simple. Yeah, something as simple. Coach, 100%. yeah, man. It, it, so it's just something that I think really, I don't know, like you said, you can only control yourself and control whatever you can control to the best of your abilities and then, you know, right. let the chips fall where they may, so to speak. So, Coach, yeah. you know, we talked about some of the successes you've had and you've had a lot. Uh, so given all your success, Coach, what motivates you to do what you do on a daily basis? Man, it's uh, I, I've I've had that drive, you know. My talk about like you know some of it is innate. Uh, I was you know my my grandparents raised me. They raised ten kids of their own, wow. uh, and, and raised me as their eleventh. So Jeez. it was competitive. It was competitive to get a pork chop for dinner. It was competitive to find a, a spot on the couch or the floor to sleep. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything, and I'm not, I don't want to make this a story of like how I've overcome, you know, but that's just the reality of, of everything was competitive. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I've, that's who I've been. Uh, and, uh, and, and each, each season, we're writing a different book, you know, uh, 1920, uh, that season is, is come to an end. That book was completed, uh, you know, and now 2021, now there's new challenges. I think this year coming up is is a big year. We've lost our starting first team all backcourt. We lost Dorian Lopez, San Antonio boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a great, great career. Uh, you know, we, he's second team. So are we just, uh, you know, was it just a great two-year run, kind of flash in a pan type of uh, run, or are we going to be legitimate contenders? Uh, uh, we're, we're now next year with losing those guys where we're still ranked. We're still NCAA tournament. That's what gets me fired up for next year is how do we stay there? And the 2021 book, we're just, we're, we're just writing the, we're just writing the, uh, on the outline right now. And yeah. that's going to be, that's a different book. And, and, uh, you know, and that's going to be a different team and different challenges. And that's what, uh, gets me excited. You know, you know, when you can compartmentalize and put COVID on the side and you start thinking about your team, can we keep our program as a top 10 team? Uh, that's what gets me uh, juiced up. Even at 2024, 20, 20, next year, my 25th year, uh, I know I, I still love it, still have that passion. That's great, Coach. The fact that you could even consider can we stay a top 10 team, that's a blessing yeah. in, and of its, in and of itself, man, because that – there's some people thinking, I just need to get into the top 300 so I don't lose my job. And, right, yeah. You know, Everyone's in a different spot, right? Yeah, Everyone's yeah. in a different spot, But you still, right? still got to get up with that same resolve, the same competitive spirit. Uh, I've been watching a lot of old Michael Jordan film uh, because that's who yeah. I fell in love with the game with. And uh, yeah. so I'm looking at it and I'm watching from, from, 90, from 89, 88, all the way till 97. And the dude is a killer. He's just so competitive. He was... He was going to out-competitive you, if that's even a term yeah. you can use. Yeah. And so I think as coaches, when we wake up every day thinking, I need to out-competitive myself, 
Yeah. Yes. I, that's who and I, that's America, I, right? In a yeah. sense, right? You're talking about like America in a sense, right? That yeah. I got to get up. How, how am I, how am I better today? Yeah. How am I yeah. better today? Yeah. And I think that's where th- we have to look in, you know, introspectively and say, how do I, I, I can't compete against the next guy in my conference. I can't compete against so-and-so that I'm chasing. It's like chasing a ghost. You need to, you need to look at yourself and think how right. can, how can we this how can we uh, us we team and and I think that's how as a coach you can stay on top of your game even right now when you're not in the gym uh, because it, that's one of the biggest issues right now is not being able to get in there uh, I think we're all kind of itching to do so but coach I would ask you this because we've talked a, we've talked a lot about kind of the things that you've experienced and. You know, like you talked about competing just to get a board job, man. I mean, those are those are big, those are big time things. Now, what have you sacrificed, coach, or invested to be where you're at today? Man, you know, uh, uh, all of us. When you think back, all of us coaches are sacrificed time with our family for sure. You know, like I think about, you know. Think about, and, and as a player, you know, through your playing days, just think about how many, you know, uh, parties, dances, gatherings, family deals that you missed over the years because yeah. you were, as a player, in the gym, at practice, at a game, working on something, traveling. And then now, as you get older, now you become a parent and, you, and you're, you know, where you're on the road for four or five days and you're, it's just FaceTime to see your children. Yeah. And you think about all of the, you know, my, my, you know, daughter's games that, you know, she's played and my son's AAU and, and all these things that you've missed, you know, your wife's uh, Christmas parties and add it all up, add it all up yeah. over, you know, over the years. And, uh, you can't get those back. Nope. You know, when when your son plays an AAU game on a Saturday and you're in Lubbock, Texas, you're missing it. You can't be there. And yeah. you got to, you, you you feel bad and you're kind of pacing that I wonder how he's doing and you're texting your wife, oh, oh I got to stop. I got to go into pregame, you know, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'll talk to you afterwards and, you know, time that up over a career. And you know that with your own children. You know that with your own family. Uh, that that stuff you just can't get back, and and you have to somehow try to make inner peace with that. Yeah, no, you have to come to terms with yourself, and really, yes. and really, you know, like I heard the other day, other profession, other professions require you to be away from home. Other professions yeah. require you to maybe never be at home or relocate and whatever. Right? Just you know, it's all relative to kind right. of the situation and. You know, like you said, come to terms with yourself in that. Okay, this is the way it is. I'm not going to. Ten and a half years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Ten and a half, no, ten and a half years ago, uh, you know, we spent 35 years, my wife and I, within 60 miles of Albany, New York. Wow. And then, hey, we're going to Austin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, hey, we're going Nine to day. Texas. Yeah. Yes, we're oh, going wow. to Texas. Yeah. You know, and and now, you know, I went, geez, I think I came here by myself. I went three months without the family, you know. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, to get, just to get settled and organized here. Uh, so that, uh, you know, all those things, as you know, like you just, uh, you have to know that that's, 
part of the job. Uh, and I guess uh, it, it helps you really work on it as you get older to try to be more present when you are home and not so much like uh, I'm watching film or I got to get these texts. I'm still not great at it. Uh, I'm trying to get better at doing things that I don't necessarily have to do uh, so I can be here and be better. I got work to do, uh, but I, I'm, I'm trying to be better at that. Yeah, no, my dad, my mom and my dad were always out uh, helping people. They did a lot in our community still to this day. And there was times where they were spending time with other people, helping them, helping their families. And I would think to myself, man, the time away, it's going to show itself at some point. But my dad taught me, you know what? It's not the quality of time. It's not the quantity. It's the quality. So when you're together, make moments, make memories. And that's really where you're going to find it because you can spend a lot of time with your family and everybody's watching TV in a different room on 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 their phones and all of that. So, I mean, it, it, really, it really comes down to what quality of time are you making when you do have it. So, it's just really, really important. So, I'm glad you brought that up, Coach, because that's, that's uh, a good, good way to put it. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. super, super important family time yeah. and all that because, you don't, like you said, you don't get it back. And that's, that's probably no. the toughest thing to deal with right there. Now, Coach. Yeah, you said you have your daughter's 13, right? You probably, it probably seems like yesterday she was sick. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know? I, I got four daughters. And my oldest daughter, yeah, my oldest daughter, who's 25, that's another story right there when you're looking at that, going back in time. Like today I was going through some stuff and I found a Father's Day card and, you know, I just thought, where did time go? You know? I know. Where did it go? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. It got me emotional. So thank you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that, man. Trying to to keep it professional and cool. Yeah, yeah, super fast, Coach. So I would ask you, Coach, this, and then we've talked about some of the lessons you've learned and some of the things that you developed into as as a coach, as a husband, as a father, all those things. But what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? That's a, that's a very good reflective question. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think I think I've learned how to be uh, uh, more tolerant, more uh, uh, over the years. I, I think I wanted perfection, you know, <laughs> early on. Yeah. You're going to yeah. do it. You know, you're going to do it this way. I think I've become more, I, I don't, just understanding, you know, that uh, kids have different personalities, different things going on in their lives. Like, and I didn't want to hear any BS in 1996. <laughs> I want to hear it, you yeah. know, like, yeah. this is where you're going to do it. We're going to practice three hours and we're going to go hard. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want to know about your, you know, your, your mom being sick, your dad got laid off that you didn't have breakfast today. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You know, and as you get older, you know, children do that to you, you know, like, uh, you you know, you start saying like, this is a better understanding of this is someone's child. and, And you just, you just become better at that. I think I've learned to become, you know, my wife gets on me all the time. She's like, sometimes you're just quick to be like, you know, uh, you didn't do it right. That's it. I don't, I, I, and I, 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 over the years, I've hopefully I've gotten better being a little bit more tolerant, a little less judgmental. Yeah. I still work at it. And sometimes I always say like, uh, 
for my assistant. Sometimes, uh, you know, ten year old Andre comes out and he <laughs> takes his ball. He takes his ball and go wants home. to go home. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes that guy comes out and, yeah. and I, I can I can feel it, coach. I can feel it. I'm like, oh, here he comes. Because <laughs> the ten year old that that's just gonna walk away and yeah. uh, so yeah. I've tried to, to get better at that. But I, I think that to answer your question, I've just become just I think more uh understanding, you yeah. know, and not so quick to be uh it's my way or the highway. I I, I don't think that I think you know, I think that uh that mentality is just uh is kind of going by the wayside and I think I've gotten better at that. No, that's like we talked about earlier, coach, the yeah. the evolution of the player nowadays, uh, yeah. that, that almost just doesn't, there's a time and a place for it. I'm sure like, Hey, yeah. block, block out, or you're going to sit on yeah. the bench. That's one thing, yeah. you know, simple yeah. fundamental things. Yeah. You're just, you're yeah. just going to do that. Get back on defense. You're just going to do that. Yes. However, if you apply that all the way around, uh, to the whole spectrum of what they're doing, um, that's probably, you're probably not going to get the buy-in or responsiveness uh, that you're looking for. And so yeah. everything can't be non-negotiable, Correct. right? Correct. I mean, right. And yeah. every, you know, you can't have a, you can't have 300 non-negotiables. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. No. Like that, you that, said, yeah. you're going to block out, you're going to run back on yeah. defense uh, or your butt's going to sit, yeah. but it can't be, you know, uh, you, you walk in the practice 45 seconds late. You're, you're, you're going to sit the next year. Some things, coach, I came from class. I had to be a teacher. You know, there's there's things that there's more there's more negotiating going on than yeah. there was probably you know 25 years ago. Yeah, no. If you have that many non-negotiables, coach, and I know yes. that all you did was read a bunch of books to think that you were a coach, uh, because yes. a lot of bios and all that, uh, you know, the autobiographies are talking about this coach had this non-negotiable that you know the pyramid of yeah. success and yeah, that's all great. Yeah. Those are guides. However, they're not necessarily standard operating procedure to take all of those and implement them to your program and think that you're going to hear again, get a great response. So, yeah, I appreciate you saying that because that's uh, yeah. something I think some coaches, maybe one or two out there listening, are going through yeah. and, and trying to figure yeah. out why they're not getting the uh, response that they're looking for. So, yeah, good stuff. The, the more, yeah, the more lines, yeah, thank you. The more lines in the sand you draw, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, what are you going to do when everyone's crossing them or, you know, man, oh man, you're dealing more with that than actual uh, coaching and relationships, you yeah, know, if, sure. you know, so that's uh, what I think. No, nice, man. Really nice. So coach, my last question is always about legacy. I ask every guest this yeah. and I know legacy isn't something that we're cognizant of, or we're, right. or we're thinking, oh man, I can't wait till I do my Hall of Fame induction speech and like <laughs> like, my, like Michael Jordan did, call out everybody, but everybody, yeah, yeah just, which is kind of sad uh, to see yeah. that from my childhood hero. But uh, yeah. you don't you don't necessarily think about it. But however, you you kind of begin with the end in mind, so to speak, and say, hey, uh, there's things that I want to be known for because this is who I am. Uh, like our kids, right? Like. Well, we, we yeah. want our kids to, to think highly of us, to respect us, to honor us. So are we taking those steps right now to do, to have that? Are we investing the time like you talked about earlier? So I would ask you, Coach, what would you want to be said of you when your career is all said and done? Well, yeah, you're asking really good reflective questions. <laughs> uh, uh, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. You know, I, I think that um, when, 
you, you kind of get a little uh, uh, some glimpses into what that legacy may be uh, as time goes on, right? We talk about the, the uh, when your players are talking about the your former players are talking about the big things that are going on in their life. Yeah, coach, I'm getting, I want, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how many uh, uh, weddings have been as assistant coaches, former players, you know, getting calls about births, uh, all, all those, and for all those players, you know, uh, that's that's saying like. Man, man, I, I appreciate you, and I love you, Coach. And and uh, the relationship extends past uh, just those those four years. Yeah. Uh, and you hope that when when it's all said and done, that they're saying like, man, I I had a great experience with that coach. I had it wasn't just a four year relationship; it was a lifelong relationship. It wasn't just about basketball. It was about life, and I always I remember Archie Manning, uh, you know Peyton's dad. They talked about this, and he said something like, uh, uh, "I just wanted to be, I wanted to think I was a good guy, yeah. you know." Yeah, and I'm like, wow. "That's Archie Manning saying that." Like, wow. he's like, "Just, I, I just hope they think I was a good guy," uh, and I, I'm like, "That is so simple, yeah. but yet, like, I, I hope they think Coach Cook was a good guy, yeah. you know," <laughs> and and, and, uh, and just. Uh, they, uh, they, he gave his best. He did, his, he did he, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, there's not always, every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. I have yeah. to make a lot of decisions every day, and they're not always going to agree. Yeah. Uh, I hope they felt like Coach Cook always put the team first. Yeah. Coach, yeah. I appreciate your time, man. I really do. Thank you so much. This has been great. And uh, I look Thank forward to, to, to spending some FaceTime as well once we get all this thing cleared up. Uh, so here again, man, thank you for spending some time with us, sharing your perspective and your story as well. Coach, I appreciate you. I enjoyed the time with you. Great uh, uh, reflective questions that made me think. Uh, I appreciate you, and I, I look forward to, uh, to uh, catching up with you soon. Likewise, Coach. Thank you so much.